Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Small Biz Brainiac. This is your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay, and I am here with Robert Attridge, your other host. Robert? Good. Good morning, Thomas. Good morning, sir. So today we're going to talk about what happens if one of your employees discovers that someone else is using their social security number for employment, or what happens if one of your employees is using someone else's social security number to work for you. And to help us uh, figure out the answers to those questions, we have with us attorney Ben Mason with the law firm Morley Mason. He's here to help us sort through this. Um, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, good Mr. Morning. Mason. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Now, No, no worries. Uh, Attridge and I have known Ben for, I don't know, something like five years, maybe uh, seven years? Uh, coming up on six years. Here six years. Quick. Okay. Yeah. So I was in the ballpark. Uh, we've had Ben's business partner and friend, uh, Robert Morley, on the show, episodes 95 and 96, and they met in law school a few years back, and I think this was the early 2000s. And then mm-hmm. when Morley returned, I don't know, it was maybe three or four years after he returned from law school that, uh, Ben, you moved down and from Idaho, yeah. and Morley Mason PLC was born. Yeah, it was about, it was about four and a half, five years after, after law school, and uh, we'd, we'd stayed in touch because we were friends, and... Every time I talked to him, you know, he'd, he'd mentioned the 75 degrees today and I went golfing and I slowly got more and more tired of the ice and snow. And finally I had a breakdown one, one late February when it was snowing like crazy and decided to move to Arizona. Good move. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, um, you know, when, where, and, and why you went to law school and then more importantly, I'm more curious about how you met Morley and why you decided to be his friend. That's kind of mysterious. People ask me that all the time with that same kind of incredulous tone of voice, too. I'm sure it's a love-hate relationship (laughs) or maybe a hate-hate relationship. Uh, Well, the the funny thing is Rob and I are very similar in the the attributes of his character that – maybe sometimes rub people the wrong way. I have those too. So when we're dealing with each other, we just understand. Uh, and he, when he gets into those moods where he is uh, witty and insulting, um, I, I just, I kind of like it even when it's directed at me. So it's cause you're right there matching him blow for blow. Well, plus not to be it, outdone. That's right. There's that. And also the fact that, that my ego is so massive <laughs> that nothing anybody else says really, you know, impacts. <laughs> I never get my feelings hurt because I think, ah, what the hell does he know? And I think that about everybody. So you're like a Superman so, for insults. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, they just deflect. I love it. That is the benefit of having the the supermassive ego. No, he absorbs so, them and they contribute to his power. They only make me stronger. That's right. All right. So when, when, where, and why did you go to law school? So uh, I went to the University of Idaho in Moscow uh, in 2003, 
And I'm from Idaho. I, I grew up in Idaho Falls, went to Idaho Falls High School. So does the U.S. recognize Russian diplomas? So Moscow is in Russia. Moscow is in Idaho. And that's how you can tell if somebody is from the area or not. If they say, oh, you went to Moscow, huh? Nope. Nope, I went to Moscow. Just like uh, Hurricane Utah is. Or now, Boise I used to versus live Boise. in Hurricane. Right. And so you know if someone's like, oh, so you're from Hurricane, huh? Yeah. Uh, no? And, and yeah, I could ask. If, if you told me you were from Hurricane, I would know you're a liar. That's right. The, That's right. The, the big question here, though, is can Sarah Palin see your house in Moscow from her house? Probably not. No, because Robert, but I don't know what kind of surveillance it's in Idaho. She has. Oh, I'm so confused. Good grief. <laughs> Pay attention. Yeah. Uh, so I went, but I went to law school because uh, my my dad was an attorney, uh, which had kind of familiarized me with kind of the lifestyle. But I, during the course of my undergrad and and I guess life, I. Um, well, the way my wife would say it is because you like arguing with people, and that's what lawyers do for a living. But it's it's not necessarily that. It's uh, although I guess it's, it's related. I you know I can see um, problems with with uh, descriptions and usage, and and that's what a lot of the law is. Um, for example, one of the issues that that I have a client dealing with right now is is that's uh, kind of related to. To, to your guys' experience is what does it mean to be a, quote, employer? And that's the kind of thing where in casual conversation, people are like, geez, how, how technical can you be? Employer, everyone knows what it means. Well, actually, it uh, <laughs> it's susceptible to a number of different definitions. And in some places, some states, um, some jurisdictions, they have real specific things that it means, uh, statutes or orders that define it. And that kind of thing is boring to most people, but I think it's interesting. Yeah, I do too. And it, it is quite complex and it isn't, you know, there's for what purpose? You always have to ask yourself that question when you're asking, when you're answering that question, are you, are you an employer? Well, for what purpose are we talking about here? Right, right. And 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 I'm genuinely interested in, in discussions like that uh, of what, what what do things mean how do how does precedent apply uh making analogies of this is like this situation is like this other situation because of xyz and that's a lot of what lawyers do and and so being naturally kind of drawn to that and and uh you know it's easier to be successful at something that you naturally are interested in that that was a a natural kind of progression for me to end up in law school and i had only been there a little while when i was like yeah this is this is my thing. And you're like, and, yeah, I like this. I can do this. I'm, yeah. I'm doing the homework, doing the homework, reading the case law. wasn't like, Oh man, I got to read through these cases. Like I was excited to read them and, and, and learn, you know, what they had to, had to show. So that's awesome. Well, I'm appreciate you being here. Uh, Atridge and I appreciate your time and we look forward to having you on some future episodes. So yeah, no worries. That'd be great. Well, I'm excited also about today's topic. Um, and actually, Attridge came up with this one. Uh, he's had to deal with it every year for 20 years. So, <laughs> and and it's there's an added complex element of complexity to it when when you're 
the PEO or professional employer organization, right? And you're the co-employer because now you have another layer added to the mix. So Attridge lets you kind of take it away. All right. Thanks. Um, so there's a there's a few different ID theft scenarios out there. Obviously, you know and they affect people in different ways. Today, we're just going to focus on ID theft as it relates to employment purposes. To start the show, Tom, you you'd posed a couple of questions. Uh, we'll just focus on those two questions. We'll hit the first one. What happens if one of your employees discovers that someone else is using their social security number for employment? If one of your employees brings that to your attention as the employer, what responsibility do you have as the employer in that situation? Okay, so so this is a little different because in terms of actual legal obligation to the employee who thinks someone else is using their social security number, the answer may be Zero, almost right? almost nothing. Um, because are they alleging that the employer is doing something wrong, even inadvertently? No. And and it certainly would behoove the employer to, to take the steps you take, again, like I said, in any situation, which is to, to, to verify what's going on. You know, what, why do you think that? What leads you to believe that? Uh, whatever their answer is, well, I, I got a credit card statement with some charges that I mean I don't remember these at all, or or I uh, I got a W two, which I think is the most common, um, the most common thing is is I got a W two for some employer that isn't you guys, and I don't know who the, who the heck they are, and I, I think someone's using it. So so you, you get the information to, to to verify, but because whatever problem there may be in that situation isn't caused by or under the control of the em- employer. Usually the best thing or the only thing you can really do is to give them, you know, personal advice on here's what, uh, for example, the social security administration recommends you do and you should do this. Right. In this, in this situation as an employer, obviously you, uh, you don't know the person that, is using your employee's social security number. So there, there's probably not much you can do, like you said. Um, you know, s- some of the things that I've done in the past, and this has come up where somebody's come to me and said that somebody else was using their social, but that other person didn't work for us. So there is a process for reporting ID theft, and right. I just pointed that employee in in that direction uh you know you refer them to the the ftc the federal trade commission and on their website there is a process for reporting id theft and Mm -hmm. it's it's a step-by-step here's what you do you know all the way from you know starting the report with the ftc contact the ssa contact the irs you know review your credit reports even file a, rep- a police report if necessary. So, so the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, contact the Social Security Administration and the Internal Revenue Service. Right, and and you can also from the Social Security Administration, you can get a copy of your earnings records, um, and, and that's in in my view the first step uh, is they need to they need to get those, and then the second step is to get the 
the credit reports because those two things are, are the two most common misuses of someone else's social security numbers to, to, to work. Usually, you know, uh, an illegal immigrant, somebody without their own social security number using someone else's social security number. So the earnings record is going to be different from your own earnings. And, and, and so on that note, that is something an, an employer could do to be helpful, which is, Hey, I, you know, if you need a copy of, of all of your earnings with us, just to, you know, to help you compare, that's no problem. We'll get it for you, you know, provide it to them. So you're can, can, can help them out so that when they get the social security earnings record, they can compare and go, look, there's this says I made, you know, $50,000 last year and you guys only paid me 25 and where's the other 25 when well, I was earned by somebody using your, your, right. your, your, your number. So that's yep. uh, kind of the fact investigation part of the, of the situation. And then when, when you go to the FTC uh, and the IRS to report it, um, and I think the, the social, I'm not sure if it's under the FTC or under the social security administration, but there's a, an actual, it's identity theft.gov that, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's proliferated do, so much. They have their own website now. Right. And I do, do process. I do believe that if you start with the FTC website and start the identity theft report, it does redirect you to that site that you mentioned. Oh. That's right. Yep, it is an FTC site. That's um, that's right. And should you should you file a police report? Is there, uh, are they really actually going to do anything about it if you do? Well, I mean. y- yes, but uh, and 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 I know Morley loves this this answer, and I do too. It's the classic lawyer answer. It depends. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> but but they're more likely to do something if you have the actual factual information. If you call the police to make a police report and say, I think someone's using my social security number to work. And they'll say, oh, well, what what makes you say that? And you say, well, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, I'm just pretty sure. I mean, I got this thing in the mail. Yeah. They're going to say, that's not a lot to go on. And, and they're, you know, the police are, are, are busy and dealing with, um, more kind of concrete crimes and things and investigations. And the more legwork you can do on your own before you give it to them, the more likely that they are going to take it and, and, and run with it. The, the detectives and, and police officers I know um, love it when somebody comes to them and says, Hey, I'd like to file a report. And here's this stack of documents that shows pretty clearly that John Smith over here is using my social security number and has been for sure. Now, I, I had an experience with identity theft. I mean, they, this person wasn't using my Social Security number to, to, to work, but uh, he, was, he was using it to obtain uh, established credit and kind of take, take over. But I had LifeLock as a vendor, service provider, and they absolutely took over. And this isn't a commercial for LifeLock. I don't – they're not a – an affiliate or an advertiser, but I've used them for years and years and it paid off this one year when someone in Philadelphia had gone out and obtained a cell phone and was starting the process of getting my address changed. Wow. And they stepped in and 
just quashed it and got the Philadelphia police on and just worked the whole case and saved me a ton of time. And they grief. did all that. They did all that legwork for you. Yes, that's nice. So did a uh, did did they find out? Because this is um, this is some, the question I'm about to ask is something I honestly have wondered about for a long long time, and I, I can't seem to find a real concrete answer. And that is how exactly do these people obtain your social security number? I mean, I I know the common ways like oh they'll you know rooting through trash and. And a lot of places, not not as much anymore, but I remember a couple of years ago, people wanted your social security number as verification number, like your account number. And I think, are we just tossing this around willy-nilly? But how did somebody in Philadelphia, and I don't know if LifeLock found that out for you, but how'd they get a hold of your, of your info? I have no idea. I mean, it's out there everywhere digitally. And I assume that, you know, that information's for sale and kind of makes its way around well obviously there's in in places with <clears throat> large numbers of illegal immigrants people without social security numbers there's a market for everything and so th- there has to be some uh some mechanism to deliver those to people and, and have them start yeah, using right. them but, well, and yeah, it's but no, i've always i've always wondered the specifics of it and and it's no joking matter but i've always liked to joke about it because i guess i'm indignant but if someone's using my social security number to to work and they're paying the appropriate taxes and they're not using it for any other reason, then you know, God bless them. Let them uh, contribute to my social security retirement, uh, so I max my benefit. And it's, yeah, the only problem with that is if they don't pay the appropriate taxes and maybe that's they don't why file. I said a re- that if they did, <laughs> right? Right. Also, then you get a tax bill. Yeah. There's that, and also it's cute to me that you think there's going to be any money left in Social Security in ten years. So, that's well, awesome. I don't actually believe. Way that. to be way that's to be optimistic. <laughs> I am not banking on it, nor do I believe that it'll be there. That's I was just I'm just that's why I say I was yeah. just joking about it. But yeah, well, and and I understand it feels to the employee it, it'll feel like like a a panic situation. Oh my gosh, somebody is trying to be me. And they're going to ruin my credit or, you know, I realize it could be a, you know, a panicky type situation. So it isn't necessarily a joking matter, but, uh, right. There are definitely pretty concrete steps you can take to, to mitigate it. Fine. Yeah. I'll stop joking about it. <laughs> no, no, never. <laughs> so to summarize that, that first question real quick, um, there's, there's not really any, liability on the employer in this situation all you can do is advise your employees uh, what steps to take to help them out you you know you're doing this as as a courtesy to the employee you want that employee to you know to not panic but let them know that there is a a process in place that they can follow to to help fix the situation right which takes us to the next question which is a little more uh you know difficult from the employer's perspective, what happens if one of your employees is using someone else's social security number to work for you? So the question is, you as an employer, do you have a responsibility to act on that? The The answer to that is, is yes. Um, the, uh, the common, I guess, mechanism of finding that out wouldn't be the... Em- 
usually would not be the employee coming to you and saying, hey, I, I'm sorry I meant to tell you that in Social Security number I've been using for the last year, it's it's not mine. I got it from a guy on a street corner. So right. what now? That, I will, that usually I, is not the way it happens. That's true. Uh, but I will <laughs> say that has I have seen that happen, not to me personally, but to one of our clients. Um, so there, it does happen. But the more, the more common scenario, and I'll set this up, uh, that I have seen is, you know, an employer hires an employee. They go through the the new hire process. They fill out all the documents, fill out the I nine, review the uh, the eligibility documents. Maybe it's a driver's license and social security card. Um, but you know, they they put the employee to work, and some amount of time down the road, we'll say it's two years in this case, uh, somebody yeah. calls up and says, hey, who are you? I haven't ever worked for your company, but you issued me a W-2. Or the IRS is contacting me saying I haven't claimed these wages that you've reported. Who are you? So that's, you know, that's usually how I have been notified is we, we get a call from who is seemingly the owner of the social security number? You know, at this point, you haven't verified that, but right. you're taking them at their word. And at that point, yeah, you've got to investigate. Yeah, and 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 you can certainly whether it's it's the the person themselves calling or a supposed representative. Um, sometimes I, I know that uh, you know you'll get a call from a detective saying, "Hey, we're investigating the, this case. Somebody who's gone through these steps we just talked about a few minutes ago." And the detective actually takes the case and starts running with it, and then they call you. And so, in either in in, in any of those, you you need to do investigation, and that includes, I think, calling in <clears throat> the employee using that number. You certainly have control over them to that to that extent to call them in and say, "I got this call," and and what's what's your response? And uh, you know, if they come clean, then. Then okay, great. It's been it's been verified, and then you can right. take the next steps. We'll talk about in a second. If if they deny it, I think you have to uh, request. Um, you're going to have to get the 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 paperwork from everybody again, and and not just your own your own person, but uh, um, right. Go a little, little farther with the detective or whoever else, because. You know, you, you you have to take what what steps you can. But if your employee maintains this is my social security number, here's my social security card again, um, then obviously you have to go back to to the reporter and say, well, I'm going to need a little more documentation from you. Right? Yeah. If your if your employee is adamant that that social belongs to them, then yeah, you've got some more investigating to do. In my experience, a lot of times when you confront the employee and ask them, you know, can you pr- can you reproduce this document or can you give me a correct social, a lot of times you don't, you know, that employee will just not show up for work the next day and they'll be gone. Yep. Um, and that's that's been my experience. I'm sure that doesn't happen in every case, uh, but that is the most common response from the employee that is using somebody else's social uh, uses is they just disappear. 
Right. So, so let's say that happens. Um, at that point, then I think you, you know, that that's been confirmed enough that, that you take the steps necessary to help the the wronged person to correct their Im- Im- information. You there are, you know, corrected W twos and and uh, the W three. I think it is the IRS form to correct wages that are attributed to the wrong social security number. Um, you, you obviously you don't have a correct social security number then if they've just disappeared. But, uh, you know, you can at least help the the wronged right. person so that those wages aren't wrongly attributed to them. Yeah, you, you need to, you know, whoever the rightful owner of that Social Security number is needs to be made aware that you as the employer, you're going to do everything you can to fix it, which is, like you said, fixing W-2 records, uh, which would be a W-2C, right. and refiling uh, any related tax documents that need to be refiled and you have to do this for all all years affected um and then once you've done that you can let let that that person know that hey you've done you've done what you can do to correct it uh you can also advise them to follow the same steps that we discussed earlier you know contact the ftc start filing a stolen identity report uh, and that kind of takes takes care of the person that you know had their social stolen by somebody that was working for you um, right. you, you know if you follow those steps now now the, those steps are are actually the same st- steps you you you'd follow e- even if the employee said uh yeah okay i was using i did give you false papers initially but now I have valid ID. Um, I, I I don't know how often that happens. To to be real, real honest, it's, because yeah. it's it, happened. It, it, it can't I mean, be I, super common, but I, I'm yeah. sure it does happen. Um, you're not required necessarily to 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 terminate them. I mean, it's not it, it, continuing to employ them under what is now valid documentation um, isn't isn't a violation of any. Uh, uh, of any law or, or, or responsibility that you might have, are you allowed to terminate them for that? Absolutely. Uh, you know, termination for dishonesty is is. You're on uh, solid ground there. Yeah, and and of course, I'm assuming you know at at will employment, and that uh, they don't have some written con- contract for a different term or with different different um, qualifications in it. But certainly, you can. But but you don't necessarily have to provided that um they're the, now they're now they've now provided legitimate uh, em- employment authorization documents right. and now the depending on what they provided you at first that was false and fooled you you may have a little bit of a higher um standard to meet in terms of verification yes i mean the the law doesn't require employers to be experts on you know, id yeah. Yeah, and, and 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 like you know, they're not bouncers at nightclubs, trained at spotting the fakes. You you, you see a social security card and a a driver's license, and you know it looks like every other social security card you you've ever seen, and then it turns out later it was just a real cle- clever fake, and they admit that, and then now they say no, but this one, this is the real. This one. is the this is the one. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you have a, as an employer, you have a decision to make. Is this, you know, has this person been a good employee? Do I want to keep them? 
you're within your rights to do so, it sounds like, um, but you're also within your rights to, to terminate them. Yeah, and just going back to a couple of things, um, you know, when you're talking about correcting the mistake or the, the error, there is a, actually a lot that goes into it. You mentioned the W2C, there's 941Xs, there are whatever the state uh, return equivalent is of the 941X, right? There's yeah, you WC. W3C, it's extensive. uh, Yeah, your accounting and tax department will not be be thrilled with this situation. Yeah. And then when it comes to the verification of the ID for the reemployment or the continued employment, I think definitely you need to either use E-Verify or contact the SSA because that standard is elevated as a result right that justifies taking the those extra steps that you wouldn't necessarily do on a mass scale but should in this particular situation to just make sure this this is the right one be aware that you can't uh you know let's say that this individual is of a particular nationality going forward you don't want to next time you hire someone of that same nationality, you don't want to be saying, well, I'm going to have to go through these extra steps with you because, you know, so-and-so last year had a problem because then you are discriminating. Yeah. And if you're using... So you can only take those elevated measures. Right. There's probably a better word than elevated, but those enhanced measures to verify that employee's ID only for that situation. Yeah. If you're using E-Verify, you have to apply that equally across all all hiring you can't well but couldn't you use it employees. one time for the one guy who you're re-verifying uh, i'd actually have to go back and look at that my my recollection of it was when you signed up signed for up. it when your when your okay. company signed up for it you're in it and you got to use it you got to apply it evenly across okay, all so, of your practices. So you wouldn't use it one time for that situation, but you could call. Yeah, I, I don't believe so, but I have I would have to double check that. That's that, that's my recollection as well, that it has some, some specific um, statutory uh, requirements or, or so on, on usage that wouldn't necessarily... Um, correspond one for one with like what uh, what common law discrimination would tell you because in a normal dis- discrimination context you certainly in a situation where they had admitted they had false information given you false information before that would absolutely justify disparate treatment but i think e-verify has their own set of all or nothing kind of requirements awesome well I don't know, Robert, do you have anything else? Uh, um, I was just going to see if anyone had any last comments, and then if not, turn it back over to you to close it out. I think you know all of these steps that we talked about we'll put in show notes, uh, so if anyone needs to go back and refer to the steps, uh, they'll be there for you. Well, I, I, I was just going to give you some, some last quick comments, if that's okay. Oh, yes, please. Uh I would say that that uh, this kind of thing um, in the in the professional employer organization world or the temporary staffing world that there's another maybe level of the investigation, and that is that I I, I know we've I, I've gotten calls before 
where it's, hey, I think one of your employees is using my social security number. I've never heard of you guys, and I got a W-2 from you. And after a little bit of investigation, it, it's clear that the company that they identify, the employee identifies as their employer, the person they talk to, the person that's their supervisor, whatever, has name A. And that company has contracted with uh, either a professional employer organization or some other entity to provide payroll services and didn't bother to tell the employee that. Or the employee maybe isn't so bright and was told but doesn't remember. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's an excellent point. And that's actually the scenario that Robert has dealt with most commonly, most frequently, year over year. Yes. Right. So so if you're listening to this and this happens to you and you work for a temporary staffing agency or, or something like that, uh, you should probably talk to your, your own who you identify as your employer first and just verify that that's not what's going on. Yes. Be aware that if you're in a PEO arrangement, the W-2 is going to have the PEO's name and not your employer's name or what you perceive to be your, well, not what you perceive, but your, your other employer. Right. To go back to where we started with what does the word employer mean? Awesome. Well, thanks, Ben. Appreciate that wrap up and uh, additional tidbit that's spot on and uh, i'm just going to say remember that if you have any questions about an employer issue you can go to smallbizbrainiac.com scroll down the page to got a question and fire away and we'll get back to you with a solid answer we'd love to respond to those questions so don't hesitate to reach out to us Um, it's free but it isn't cheap I like to say. Well, that is all for today. There you have it. That's a wrap. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac. Your favorite color. I don't know. Something. I like blue. Okay. It wasn't so hard. <laughs> That's it. You got nothing spot like that. Oh, hey, that, that sets him apart from every other person, doesn't it? That he likes blue. <laughs> yeah, he's extremely original. 